Real Talk recognizes real talk. Welcome to everyone uh, who is tuned in. Uh, you are here with us today. It's uh, 317, January the 9th, 2021. And we are about to go right on in to our segments, our episodes on Who Are You? Today we have with us Trisha Floyd, otherwise known as T. Fab Fit, which I like to call her. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's how I, I started referring to her in the beginning before I got to know her. Um, we have her on to uh, really inspire us, <laughs> um, giving her a chance to free herself too. But this is really going to be a little selfish today, only because I know what the the backstory is, having uh, talked with her before. So, without further ado, everyone, take a deep breath. Four seconds in. Hold for four seconds. And exhale for eight seconds. You can continue that for another couple of rounds if you like. So let's settle us in place. So without further ado, Trisha Floyd, who are you? Who am I? Well, to sum it up, I am a survivor of darkness who has become a light. I am a wife, a sister, a auntie. I am a natural pro athlete. And above all else, I am a heart mom to a seven-year-old heart transplant survivor and a heart warrior. So that is who I am. Yeah, yeah. We like that. We like that. So we're going to ask you now to expound a little bit on a few of those things you mentioned. Um, and I'm jumping right to the very first one that caught me, which was a heart mom. Correct. Okay, so I am a heart mom. A heart mom mm-hmm. is basically a title given to mothers of children with cardiac issues or diseases. And so uh, I proudly wear the title of heart mom above all else before I'm anything else. I feel like my whole purpose of being here um, is because I was chosen to be the mother of a special young, uh, a special young child by the name of Tia. Um, Just giving you some backstory on how that came about. Um, When I got married, my husband and I struggled for a while to conceived so I went to you know a doctor well we lost a few it actually ended up in the hospital right after my honeymoon going through a miscarriage and it took a toll on me and then we kept trying to start our family and I ended up going to a doctor who told me that you know I was too old and I was too this and too that and basically you know and you know nudged us towards the in vitro route and I just told myself I would just have faith and keep trying well, um, prayer, and we kept trying, and we it worked. I ended up conceiving my daughter, um, and I had her in October of 2013. About uh-huh. six months after having her, um, seeing some swelling and issues with her breathing and things like that, and after troubleshooting other issues, um, a doctor just by chance said, let's get an x-ray of her heart. And at that time, they noticed that her heart was enlarged, and they diagnosed her with heart failure, and dilated cardiomyopathy. Um, 
we spent the first few years of her life in and out the hospital for months at a time. And we finally got her to a place through prayer and faith and diligence and education where she was able to stay out of the hospital for a couple of years and actually do very well. She still had some delays and some developmental issues, but she, and of course was on a lot of meds, but she was able to come home and, and be in her own home. Um, so during that time, I went on to pursue my athletic career. We'll make our way, you know, back to that. But I went, you know, I'd already earned my pro card. I'd won a couple of world titles right after I won my world title in 2018 in powerlifting. My daughter, uh, her doctor suggested that she just go get a calf to see what her heart was functioning at because she had been slowing down. But, you know, the echo looked kind of normal. So about Mm -hmm. two weeks after Worlds, I took her to her calf appointment. And, um, you know, calf is an outpatient surgery, but they do have to put you under anesthesia. So, you know, all my family was there. And at the time, we're waiting for them to come and give us back the numbers of how our heart is functioning. And instead of Mm -hmm. them giving us numbers, they came and told me that my daughter, um, when they went to give her the anesthesia, she went into cardiac arrest and her heart couldn't sustain her. So she was no longer here. Wow. At that point, as you can imagine, as a mother, I immediately went mm-hmm. off. Not to the point mm-hmm. where in anger, but to the point where let me get to her as soon as possible. So the first thing I did when they told me she was no longer here is I stopped in my tracks and I called her in my spirit. And I mm-hmm. remember it's clear as day. I called her name several times and I said, fight for me. Tia, fight for me. Fight for me. I'm coming. Fight for me. Um, and I was determined to get to her and I knew that if even if she was gone if I can get to her and lay my hands on her she would come back that's how my mind was in that moment it was beyond a shadow of a doubt um, so I immediately start rushing through the halls and they called security I didn't know where she was but I was demanding for them to take me to her show me where she was they called security and you know I'm a strong woman so that wasn't really holding me back much and then finally right. swooped me into a room and they t- and my mother was right there with me and they said, right. okay, Miss Floyd, we got her back, but her heart is so damaged that she'll have to go on life support. Um, so from then that started our heart journey and she, they said she would need a heart transplant. So that started our heart journey where we had to have her med flight to Duke. Um, we stayed in a total of seven months. It took her about five months to get a donor for her heart. And um, at seven months, we end up coming home because we were away from home that whole time. We end up just living in North Carolina from Virginia for seven months away from home. We end up getting her back home and getting her stable. And um, we've had some bumps in the road, but she's been on an incline ever since. And she's doing wonderfully well. So she is my why. She is my reason. She is my purpose for Mm -hmm. being here. So although I'm doing great things that catch a lot of people's interest above all those other Mm -hmm. things, I am a heart mom and the whole purpose is for people to not only know my name and my strength, but know where that strength comes from and know my name, but also know my story so it can encourage you as well. Yes. Yes. I like the way you put that because it was your other thing, you know, the, the um, world records and, you know, the bodybuilding stuff that got my attention. But what really kind of kept me around was looking at the relationship with your daughter and getting the whole story right that's a big deal right that's that's very inspiring to a lot a lot of people um you want to go into the donor part before i ask you more about the bodybuilding and sure sure that's like 
So the, the the timing of the podcast is actually, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, so I believe it was perfectly aligned. But um, the way Tia's heart donation was set up in the hospital we were at, you can't really reach out to your donor until you're a year out. And there's a lot of reasons in politics behind that because Tia received a pediatric heart. So out of respect, of course, they want to give the donor family time to heal because that is a loss, you know. And then right. they also give them the option of whether they would like to know the donor family and, and the recipient of the heart or not. So it has been about a year and a half. And at a year out, I, I realized that I wasn't ready to reach out because it's on me to initiate communication and it's up them, you know, it's on the donor family to accept. About a year out, because we were in the midst of COVID and a lot of things going on as far as my daughter's health, you know, just trying to get her balanced, I wasn't quite healed and I wasn't quite ready to take the journey. However, yesterday, because it's on my list of 2021 goals, I sat down and I wrote a letter to her donor family. I, uh, you know, gave a little bit of brief history about my journey and taking time to heal and express my gratitude. And so now we're in the process of just waiting and praying that we'll be able to make that connection with that family because I feel like I don't want to leave this earth without looking their mother or father in the eyes and telling them, thank you for saving my child. Mm -hmm. Even in your time of loss, you know, the worst time right. of your life, you unselfishly right. thought of a stranger you know so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right now i you know i mailed the letter yesterday and i'm just praying that we can make a connection in 2021 and they can meet my daughter and realize that we think of them all the time and we have extreme gratitude and just thank them for giving her a chance a second chance at life mm -hmm. you know saving her life and saving yeah. my life as well because we are yeah. you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's big stuff I, I i don't know i just got this this picture you know, in back in the church days, we used to call it an open vision. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, I just got this picture of the parents holding your daughter close to their chest oh. to feel the heartbeat yes. of their child. Yes. I, I just got a really vivid picture of that. Man, I so. pray it manifests. That would be yeah. so special yeah. to me. So. Yeah, 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 I got that. So, wow. Mm, mm, mm. This is so good. Whew. You want to uh, connect it in your own way with the uh, your fitness journey because it's it's like to me from what I've, I've gotten from you is that your daughter's ordeal, which was yours too, bled over into your fitness journey in a way that well the only thing I can come up with is like you're saying leave it on the bar correct or put it on the correct bar. right so. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> when my daughter was diagnosed, it, she was only mm -hmm. six months old. So at that time, I was still in that postpartum stage. So I'm already going through mm -hmm. the postpartum from just having a child. And then I'm already going through the stress and, and the, the, you know, the post-depression of losing children and miscarriage. And then on top of all of that, you know, I get mm -hmm. the news that my daughter had heart failure and it, it pretty much was like a death sentence at the time you know the chances of survival was like 30 <laughs> percent wow the chances of survival was 30 percent uh and so that caused me to really spiral into even a deeper hole like 
you know, so I, I mm-hmm. noticed that, you know, I was in a terrible mental state. I began to stress, eat, gain a lot of weight. My health was just all over the place. I was not making good decisions. And I just remember feeling so weak. I remember crying all day. I mean, I even remember because at the time, you know, our hospital still wasn't near our home. So I would have to stay in the hospital at the time when she was there. And I remember going into the, you know, bathroom of the lobby of the hospital, locking the door and crying in the stall on the floor, on the dirty floor for hours at a time. Because I grew up in the church. I grew up in faith. I grew up taking care of other people's children all my life, like literally from the time I was eight mm. to now, I have been taking care of people's children. I have been in faith. I, you know how we go through the motions. I've been a good person. I don't, you know, da-da. and so I felt like God mm-hmm. had failed me, you know? And mm-hmm. so it caused mm-hmm. me to go into this deep depression where the doctors would give me tasks for the day to do and try to get my daughter on the up climb. And I couldn't even absorb what they were telling me because my mental space was in such a disarray. And so I remember okay, in a pivotal yeah. moment where they were like, well, you're going to have to, you know, stay strong for her. And I said to myself, well, how can I be strong for her if I'm so weak? How can I love her and fight for her if I can't even fight for myself? So I promised right. myself at that point, once we were discharged and came home, that I would take control of my health in every aspect as far as my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health. And I started my journey. Mm-hmm. To fit, yeah. I think at my heaviest, I had gotten to 215 pounds. And um, I, I treated fitness like a job, like a second, well, a third job at that point. I treated it like a job. And I mm-hmm. determined to lose weight and get strong and be healthy and love myself enough. You know, it was to the point where I felt so much guilt that I didn't even love myself anymore. Um, I remember not even wanting to be here at days. The stress would get so heavy that I wouldn't even want to continue. So I had to really make some changes in my life. And fitness was the first thing that I had to do. So I end up, you know, starting my weight loss journey, committing myself to working out. I went from CrossFit to just getting in the gym and, you know, cleaning up my diet and making changes and, you know, sparking my path to spirituality and I end up losing 75 pounds total um uh-huh. and uh-huh. right when I got to, you know close to that is when I was working with another trainer and I end up seeing uh the Tina Johnson and uh uh-huh. I knew you know I, I've always had visions you know even from being a child so I knew that I was supposed to get into certain things and I would have visions of me like on stage bodybuilding or I even had visions of me winning a world championship and I didn't even know anything about powerlifting at the point. So I remember mm. seeing Tina and um, in the gym and passing and just how she described her connection with me, she jumped out at me in the same way. And I knew when I saw her that I was supposed to connect with her. I knew that yeah. my path, that she would be a catalyst to my path to greatness. And I also yeah. knew that we were meant to meet each other to propel each other. Um, I knew there was things that I could bring to the table to help her and it was things she could bring to the table to help me. And so from day one, I told her that it was a divine connection. 
and connected us for a purpose to bring out the greatness in each other and so um I asked her to you know I told her I wanted to get on stage and, and do a bodybuilding show and see how what I can do and you know she didn't know anything about my vision at the time because you know you can't just go in hot and tell people <laughs> you know tell people right, right. That you, that you know because you know people look at you like you're kind of crazy so I didn't tell her well, uh-huh. I was going to win this whole thing. You know, I didn't tell her that. I probably told her at the end. I think I told her, but initially meeting her, I didn't tell her that. But right, right. in that way, you know, I trained like I knew mm-hmm. win the whole thing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I told her, I said, you know, I know, you know, this is new to you and I do things kind of differently because I don't eat meat and things like that. So I'm, I'm not your average athlete and then I'm very strong and I wanted to power lift at the same time. So it was a lot of things different. But I told her she'd take a uh-huh. chance on me. I would make her proud. And she did. Uh-huh. And I did my uh-huh. first show and I won my pro card and it was a clean sweep. And I Ooh. didn't even wait a year. About six months after that, I went on to do two pro shows and won two pro checks. So we've been yeah. Um, yeah. doing wonderful things together you yeah. know, making our divine mm-hmm. connection and then like I said I'm a yeah. unique athlete so I wanted to power be, power lift at the same time so in that same right. season I you know jumped into power lifting you know I broke world yeah. records in the first season I set you know one world mm-hmm. championships in the first season and to be honest mm-hmm. with you I haven't took a loss yet I can't uh, wow. This is my third season, and mm-hmm. I have not taken a loss in a deadlift competition yet. I've always won. So you've so, been holding a world title for three years? I've been holding the world mm-hmm. title in one fed for three years. I got into a new fed, and yeah. I hold that title and those world records. Uh-huh. That is correct. So, yeah, I'm just trying to keep going, yeah, keep doing yeah. great things so that it can yeah. catch people's ears so I can share my story. I mean, like I said, those mm-hmm. are wonderful things. And I know, you know, right. in the industry, there's this natural versus unnatural. And with me, my, my power is supernatural because it doesn't come mm. necessarily from the gym. It doesn't come necessarily mm. from nutrition. It comes from my journey to get there. Everything yeah. that I went through, yeah. everything that I overcome when I had to use faith, when I had to fast, when I had to trust God, when I had to look the doctors in the eye and say, not so. That's where my yeah. strength comes from. I take all of yeah. those issues and situations and scenarios and I put it on the bar and I lift it and that makes me stronger each and every day so that's my platform like that. to get my story out there so that people know look what I survived you could survive COVID you could survive a pandemic you could survive this divorce look at the things that God yeah. brought me through so if I can yeah. do it so can you yeah wow Woo. Real Talk recognizes real talk. If you're just joining us, you might want to go back to the beginning and start all over again. We are here with T-Fab Fit, Trisha Floyd, Heart Mom, Natural Bodybuilder, Powerlifter. Amazing, amazing, amazing story. We are being filled right here. I know I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm listening to this maybe three or four times for the next couple <laughs> of weeks. You know what I mean? I mean, wow. Um, we uh, we, we try to get get our guests to uh, you know give us inspiration, like right off the top. She's been giving us a lot of inspiration, and we'll say things to sort of pull things out too. Um, one thing that I've, I've mentioned to uh, Tina Johnson, I asked the question of. Uh, like to talk about some interesting people 
that you've met in your fitness journey or this in your life journey. Um, so I want to put that out to you too. Sure. Um, and we kind of came to the conclusion that you know, interesting people could be anybody. It could be your daughter. It could be your, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be some famous person out there that you trained. But who like put a mark on your life and you know you feel like their um, the influence did something in your thinking. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. My answer is going to be out of the box just because of how I'm set up. But I am a sponge. So I actually learn from everyone, whether they realize it or not. I learn from everyone. Now, some people I learn what not to do. (laughs) Uh Right, right, right. But everybody that I encounter when I come out of my bubble, because, yes, I do live in a bubble. My trauma has made me very introverted. Although I am a people person, I am very introverted. But when I come out of my bubble, I sponge and learn from everyone. There might be something someone will say subtly in conversation that I will go back, I will put it in my memory bank and I'll go back and put it in my journal and it will change who I am as a person or an athlete. Somebody might post something, you know, so I... I don't really have any specifics of interesting people, but I just want to point out that I learned from everyone. For example, some things that I just off the top of my head, uh, I remember Marjorie Thrash, which is um, promoted the show that you uh, just competed in the, um, in Richmond. I remember one time yeah. she posted something like bodybuilding is the sport of eating. That changed mm. everything for me. You know what I mean? And and I've never told her that to this day. She doesn't know that that changed Mm -hmm. my perspective. But when you really think about that, it is so deep. You know what I mean? So I just pick up things like that. Go ahead. So basically what she was trying to say is Mm -hmm. anyone can go Mm -hmm. to the gym and pick the weights up and rep it out and follow a program. That's not the hardest part. The hardest part is to have the discipline to commit to the diet. Because that is the part right. that your body, the nutrition. It's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, because conditioning yeah. is everything. So I put that in my memory yeah. bank as an athlete. And I said, okay, in order for me yeah. to be better, I need to make sure. And I'm already, a dis- you know, disciplined anyway. You know, I fast crazy amounts of time. I've never cheated on a prep. But I pass that on to other mm-hmm. athletes that I mentor and that I train. You know, so I sponge okay. and I learn from everybody. I'm just, I feel like... Mm-hmm. Throughout my whole life journey, I really, you know, you know how things happen where you open your eyes, you say, you know, I really don't even know nothing. I know very little of what I think I do know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I go through mm-hmm. life right. in that way. Um, yeah. I learned. So there's more to it's get. It's more to get. It's always yeah. more to learn. It's always yeah. more to get. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, right. Tina changed right. my life like never before because we give off the same energy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are threatened by that. So the fact that she believed mm-hmm. in me and I tell her all the time, thank you for believing in me because I know she might have, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't look like what the things that I've done, you know. I was 38 at the time that I met her, you know, so I'm pushing masters, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the things that I mm-hmm, wanted to do, right, right, and now I'm a master, the things that I wanted to do were, were so great. But she, mm-hmm. and I remember telling, you know, asking other trainers before her and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. And they mm-hmm. shot me down. No, 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 no. You're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Story. Wow. I remember telling the trainer. Wow. Which is why mm-hmm. I made the move. I remember telling the trainer, this is what I want to do. And they immediately shot me down and told me I was not ready for that. Yet I went and won my pro card in my first show. 
Right. You understand? Wow. So and she might not understand uh-huh. why I always remind her that. And that's why I always tell her, thank you mm-hmm. for believing in me. Because what if I would have believed that I wasn't mm-hmm. ready? You see what I'm saying? Right. right. So she, you she, needed that person to believe in you. Exactly. Yeah. So she definitely helped mm-hmm. change my life. Um, but like I said, I don't want to slight anyone because I, I am inspired by everyone and everybody I meet. I, I learn from, like I said, some people I learn what not to do or what not to say, but I learn from everybody. I feel like there's no coincidences in life. So everybody that I meet, I was designed to meet. Well, if I was designed to meet you, there is a purpose there. There's a good purpose. Yes. Yes. We're going to get something from each other. One, one way, way or another. That's right. Yeah. That's real talk recognizes real talk. I like saying often that uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. But I add on to that, that it's the wise or the um, the smart teacher that, or in the student that recognizes when the roles reverse. Right. Because if you reverse, a good teacher knows when he's operating in the role of the student right. is getting something from the student. Correct. And if they can then cultivate that in the students, recognize that the student is doing that, ooh, you got a wonderful relationship in learning right there. Right. Yeah, real talk recognizes real talk. We love what is going on right now. Um, we're 28 minutes in, so... I'm going to ask you to just go ahead and give us what you feel led to give us. Talk about what you feel uh, led to talk okay. about um, before we go into a close. But make sure that you give us your contact information um, because the audience is probably going to want to stay in touch sure. with you to see what you got going on next, to hear about what happens with the donor okay. situation. So we're going to have to have you come back too. All right. Go right All right. Ahead. So, what I want to, uh, my final th- thought is going to be. Um, just last year, I felt like towards the end of the year, I had an epiphany about my transformation. Um, and I realized that the key to my transformation, because, you know, I, I transform. When I say I transform, I transform. I can show you pictures of me and I don't even look like the same person. Okay. And I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not. But um, the key to me to to committing to transformation because everybody wants to go through transformation everybody wants to lose weight everybody wants to be healthier everybody wants to you know get over their medical ailments and things like that but the key to committing to it is self-love and nobody talks about that part you know Uh, you have to love yourself enough that you will stay committed to your transformation and with me you know i i grew up an athlete so it's not like i didn't know what to do but I was not uh, at a position where I was loving myself enough to stay committed. Once my daughter got here and went through her issues, I recognized that the key component that was missing was I did not love myself. That I couldn't mm, stay stable wow. and commit to being healthier, being fit, uh-huh. making better decisions because I did not love. You know, if you don't love something, you don't take care of it. See what I'm saying? That's right. A lot of people, uh-huh. you know, they have this exterior confidence. But if you really love yourself and your temple, you'll take care of it. You know, you're not going to neglect it, throw it to the mm. side, feed it Ooh. trash, feed it garbage, throw trash on mm-hmm. it, and let trash come out of it. Not mm-hmm. if you love it. Uh-huh. So with me, I had to, re- I had to pr- put into my mantra to remind people that the key to transformation is self-love. Mm-hmm. 
Once your self-love yeah. is up to par and yeah. you begin to love yourself, you will take care of it. You will feed it healthy things. You will do whatever you can do to preserve it because you love it that much. So if you are lacking in your commitment to transformation, you have to sit down and examine the areas that you're missing loving yourself. Yes, you love your kids, your spouse, your job. You love looking good in your clothes. But when you love yourself, you will make every decision to preserve that thing that you love. So if you find yourself where you're struggling with, I start a diet, but I can't commit. I start going to the gym where I can't commit. Sit down and examine self-love. That is the key. Love yourself enough. Love your temple enough. It's a gift and we only get one. And so that is what I want to remind people. That is going to be your key to staying consistent. Love yourself enough. That is so good. Man. You take care of the things you, you love. You take care of the things you love. That's right. Woo. You don't need motivation. Right. Self-love doesn't require motivation. Right. Self-love doesn't require right. reminders. You are the motivation. Mm-hmm. You are the reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. Thank you, T-Fab. No problem. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I feel, I feel like I just got fed. <laughs> real talk recognizes real talk, y'all. <laughs> So really, this is this whole thing is for me. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hug yourself, love yourself. You are doing some wonderful things for your body. Ooh. So everyone, um, take a listen now as uh, Tfab Fit gives you her connecting information. All right, you guys, you can reach me or connect with me on Instagram at TFabFit. My Instagram is kind of special because it's a platform for what I do as an athlete, but it's also a platform to share love, light and positivity. So I start the day with a positive quote because I feel like how you start your day is how your day will go. So every morning I start your day with a positive quote and just give you some inspiration and something to think about. And then I also highlight my fitness journey or my heart journey with my daughter. So you can find me that way. I'm also a newly certified personal trainer. I I didn't get certified for a career. I had to clarify that to somebody the other day. I didn't get certified for a career change. I got certified because God has blessed me and my child and me on my journey as an athlete. So I want to give back to people. And the way my integrity is set up, if I'm working with you, I want to have the education behind me you know to work with you, you go. so that is why i um, yeah. got certified not for any type of monetary thing you know or any you know trying to, you mm-hmm. know take anybody's this that and the third it's just because i had to me mm-hmm. i can't mm-hmm. teach you something that i don't know so that's why i pursued my certification so you know i will be working with people on their transformation journey but it is going to be people that i select it's going to be exclusive training and so if you you know need help or advice if i can't help you i know people that can you can feel free to email me your why at tfabfit at gmail.com and um, I can try to help you identify your goals and get you on your journey to transformation and so that's what I'm going to try to do this year just give back to a couple of people that really want want to transform but don't necessarily have the tools um, so that's the, that's the next journey that I'm setting on so reach out to me connect with me on Instagram tfabfit email me your why at uh, tfabfit at gmail.com and let's connect very good, very good. We thank you, TFAB Fit, once again. Again, you are listening to 
Real Talk recognizes Real Talk, where we try to be as authentic as we possibly can, our true selves, to you, so we can get and give in a reciprocal manner some real authentic stuff. All right. Um, we'll be coming back at you again. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.